I had a hard time sleeping last night. You want to know why? No. Because Gabby Stone is innocent. Oh, I slept like a baby. I don't think you believe that. You think she's innocent, too. You just don't want to pursue it. She's not our client. No, Morello is our client. And if someone else in that office is responsible and they do it again, that won't that put our client in jeopardy? <sighs> Ooh, yep, I'm right. You know it. And now you have the responsibility to investigate. Suits, season one, episode six is over. And if you want to hear us talk about the tricks of the trade, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino, back with a guy who's on a highway through the danger zone. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? I'm good. Is that is that a Top Gun reference? Yes. I've never I've never seen it. Yeah, you know, I did not see it until many, many years later, but I felt like it was a hole in my pop, in my pop culture knowledge. And I did. I've not seen Top Gun 2. I heard Top Gun 2 is that is it's it's the business. I heard mm-hmm. that is a good a good movie. I've, but I've never seen either one of them. I guess I have to watch them both now because otherwise I'm gonna miss all these references. I think this is the most reference heavy episode so far that I just didn't understand what was going on. So far, I, I don't know yeah, anything about it. A lot it. of yeah. references here in Tricks of the Trade, where we meet uh, the woman who is trying to uh, she's being wrongfully accused of. Insider trading, Gabby Stone. Uh, she is facing jail time, and we see Mike and Harvey doing an inv- investigation into uh, the brokerage that she's working at. Meanwhile, Rachel is considering cheating at the LSAT, Chappelle. Oh my God, scandal, scandalous. Um, this is interesting. This is, this is good. We have some storylines that are starting to uh, converge a little bit because right now we've seen Rachel as the paralegal. She is squeaky clean. She's a Miss Perfect in a way. Uh, but we know that her one Achilles heel is that she cannot take standardized tests. And the LSAT is just one of those. So it doesn't matter how well you know the law if you cannot prove that you know it by taking this test and becoming, you know, certified to go, you know, to law school and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. But she got Mike Ross, you know, and so she has a secret weapon here. Mike Ross uh, could just take the test for her, but we know that she wouldn't go for that. It's illegal. It getting them a lot of trouble. So he says, I'm just going to help you study for the test. And then later finds out that she might be thinking, maybe I need to hire a Mike Ross type. She just Mm -hmm. doesn't know it's Mike Ross. Yeah. So she had spoken about this with Mike. Uh, I'm not sure if it was in the pilot or the second episode that she is not good with the standardized tests. She's a bad test taker, even though she's a great researcher. But there's a woman, she's a friend of hers who uh, stops by the office and Mike has to pretend that he is like doing something important so she doesn't notice him because this friend could potentially out his one of his other secrets. Yeah, so Mike is the guy who took the the test for the friend. So this friend used to be a paralegal, just like Rachel. They were homegirls. They were both in there thinking, oh, we are so smart. We could easily be lawyers, but man, we cannot pass this LSAT. But if we did, man, I'm telling you, we take the legal world by storm. And all of a sudden, this friend has now made it into Harvard Law. So what happened? She hired Mike Ross. And so if she, Teresa, sees Mike Ross in the hallway, she might mention, hey, that's the guy who took the test for me and his secret will be out. But Harvey points out that she really can't say anything mm-hmm. because if she does, it implicates her as well. So he shouldn't have that much to worry about. But we're seeing a few close calls when it comes to uh, Mike Ross's secret getting out to the public. Yeah, so 
in the episode where Rachel's like, oh, maybe I should do it. I'm like, Mike is also pushing her to take the test. Now, is Mike, I guess he feels like he can help her study for it. Is that like his yeah. way in? Yeah, I think so. I think one, we know Mike is dirty macking a little bit. He trying to like, you know, he, he trying to uh, to be in her good graces just because he thinks she's a pretty girl, mm -hmm. you know. But at the same time, he does have this skill for taking the test. And so, I mean, I think a, a pretty good study partner is somebody who knows all the answers, right? So it's like he doesn't have to check the book and make sure that you're right. He just knows it off the top of his head. So he knows that he could be beneficial to her. But Rachel doesn't want to take the test. She says she's tired of failing it. And Mike's like, okay, but we got to take it in what? Was it two weeks, two months, something like that? It's Yeah, I guess um, it's once prepare. every three months. And so yeah. he wants, he's pushing her to do it. So she ultimately is thinking about doing it. Now, I felt like that this was pretty convenient that like Mike has like a middleman. And the middleman, like people like, uh, I guess somehow they get a hold of the middleman and the middleman calls Mike. This was like very convenient so that Rachel doesn't find out immediately because Mike gets a call from his guy. and He's like, hey, we got one. We got another LSAT. And Mike's like, what's her name? He's like, uh, he's like, she's hot. It's Rachel Zane. Yeah. Oh, no. It, that's the even funnier part. Uh, it's like, uh, so, well, I, I, I'm not taking this. I'm good. I'm a lawyer now. I don't have to live this life. No, you really want to take this one because, man, she's bad. Like, this is a hottie. She's like the Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> you know, yes. like she's, yeah. <laughs> she is so fine. And, she could and be like, like a princess. And it's funny because the moment you say that, like, oh, she's so beautiful. Mike's like, is this Rachel Zane? Like, he's like, you could tell mm -hmm. on his face, like, what, what's her name? Rachel yeah. Zane. I knew it. I knew it. She's, mm -hmm. she's falling to the dark side. I got to go and I got to guilt her into not doing this because it can ruin her life. She doesn't have to live this way. She can study for it. I believe in her. She should believe in herself. Oh, that, so that's interesting. So you feel like that Mike ends up changing. First he says no, but then he says yes. So then you feel like that he says yes to go like get like the meetup spot to where Rachel's going to be so that he could like uh, talk her out of it. Yeah, so Rachel is told to meet at some soft pretzel stand, and Mike just happens to bump into her. Oh, Love Rachel, soft fancy pretzel. meeting you I gotta here. be honest. Yeah. I haven't had a soft pretzel in a very long time. Mm -hmm. I might need to Hard to find a good that. one. Yeah, especially in Texas. It's not our thing here. Mm -hmm. um, so he bumps into like, oh, Rachel, uh, crazy meeting you here. She's looking around like, uh, yeah, uh, Mike, uh, what, I'm kind of busy. And she's like, he's like, uh, no, no, it's all good. Um, I just wanted to come talk to you about the LSAT. She's like, will you stop talking to me about the LSAT? Like, dang, you can't tell it's stressing me out. He says, okay, well, you know, I just wanted to tell you that we've been working with this client and she made this one mistake and now she's in the pen. She's going to the federal, uh, the, the Fed, and she might not ever live her dream of being a teacher. This one mistake ruined mm -hmm. her life. I know you don't want that, Rachel. Anyway, okay, bye. And just walks off and leaves. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, man, what have I... I don't want to make that mistake. I don't want to be that lady. What if I want to be a teacher one day? And so, yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think the moment he heard, he heard it was Rachel, he's like, I got to go talk her out of this. And so that's what he does. Yeah. Okay. That's a good read on that. I got to be honest. Uh, I feel like that. <laughs> I, uh, I guess my read was that he was going to take the LSATs and he was willing to. He's just so down bad for Rachel. He's willing to do anything. Uh, and then I feel like that she got weirded out that it, like he showed up there. And then that was what uh, scared her off of it.
Oh, no. It's the conversation that happened with Gabby. So our, our main storyline, of course, is Gabby, the person who is who is saying that she is innocent. Um, Harvey thinks that she's not. Mike, of course, has a heart of gold and he thinks that she could be. And so, uh, yeah, we see her in moments of weakness where she said, oh, you know, like I think I'm going to jail and I can't believe this happened. And I made one mistake and I right. should have bobbed and I weaved instead. And you see the light bulb go off in Mike's head where she says, I made one mistake. He said, you know what? You're right. You did make yeah. one mistake. Let me use that because that's a that's another hallmark of suits. Somebody says something, right. boom, the light bulb goes off, and I run it back into uh, something we else. We see it, it every episode, everything. sure, every episode. Sure. <laughs> okay, well, let's yeah. talk about what was going on with Gabby because I, I would love if you could help me out with figuring out the timeline here of Gabby Stone because okay. that it's almost like that. I would feel like that in this like criminal justice system, I don't feel like that the wheels of justice turn fast. But we see with it, Gabby Stone is like here. She's like meeting with, uh, you know, Mike and Harvey on Monday. And she's like in jail by Wednesday. As she should. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, look, I think that um, I think that they, so when they met, they were negotiating a plea deal. Basically, mm -hmm. they were going to her because initially they were going to give her what, seven years or something like that. Right. Um, and it was going to be, oh, well, seven years. Now, like, what are you going to do, ma'am? Like, we and Harvey comes in and says, you know what? We'll take 11 months. But once you take the plea deal, I think you at that point you have to go to jail. You should be you know? thanking so me every night. Yeah, he's like, you you're got. a criminal. Yeah. So sign a goddamn deal. She's like, I'm not going to sign the goddamn deal. Like, and then she signs the goddamn deal. Mm -hmm. um, but she's not going to, she's not going to thank Harvey for it because she says she's innocent. She maintains her innocence. And from, from there, yeah, she's in uh, jail very quickly. Yeah. Well, and she's going to ultimately be a runner. Uh, Mike is supposed to watch her. He goes to get her some water and then she ends up taking off. She goes back to her office uh, to go feel. Now, this is what is really confusing to me about the timeline. It makes it seem like she got arrested yesterday. She's like going through the trash. She's like, if I could just find the paper, then that'll prove that they gave me the wrong trade. Like, ma'am, when did this happen? Like, when did you get busted for this? I can't imagine mm. that this happened like two days ago. They tell us that like we print this on red sheets and everybody turns them in at the end of the night so that they could be shredded. Well, like when, when did she get a sheet? Why aren't the red sheets shredded? How did she get back into the office? I have a lot of oh, questions. Yeah. She definitely broke into the office. Like this woman is acting like a criminal. And that, I think that's the funniest part about it. Cause Harvey is convinced that she's guilty. And he says, innocent people don't run. Oh, she ran, she ran fast. And then she ran back to the scene of the crime, Tell that which to is the you know, fugitive. Right. Well, that's the thing. She's acting like one. She's act like you, you, you're a hundred percent correct. It feels like, like, ma'am, you're under arrest. And she's like, not so fast. And she just takes off running. Mm -hmm. She goes back. She's digging through the paperwork. All I need to do is find this one document because before you arrest me, if I show you this thing, I can save myself. Um, so a little, a little B and E, a little breaking and entering. Mm -hmm. Ain't gonna hurt nobody. Um, but yeah, eventually they catch up with her because the Department of Justice is on her ass. They're like, oh, Harvey, we've been giving you a lot of leeway. You used to work for the DA, we know, but now we need you to get the wheels turning. We need this woman in prison. Mm-hmm. Mike, he's got a heart of gold, Chappelle, that he mm -hmm. wants to believe what Gabby is telling him. And so uh, he ends up going to uh, this boxing gym to go look for this guy, Bradley Rieger, who is a terrible basketball player, does not have a wet jumper. No, uh, jumper dry AF. So uh, Mike goes down and he 
kind of impersonates a federal agent. You know, he interrupts. He doesn't the not and, not impersonate a federal agent. Right. He lets people assume that he's a federal agent because he's 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 got some federal agent bravado about him. You know, he he marches down onto the court. He's like, Bradley Rieger, I need to talk to you. And it, it's very mm -hmm. law and order. You know, I don't know if this stuff happens like this in real life where you're like, you know, the cops just walk up to you in the middle of whatever you're doing. You you can't be bothered to stop completely because you're in the middle yeah. of a basketball game that's so important, but you have to talk to him. So he does that thing. People don't ask too many questions, but he does find out a little bit of information about Gabby because Bradley was her friend. And so Bradley is has been trying to help her through this situation. He's got her, her the lawyer and all kinds of stuff. Um, but um, ultimately, this intimidation tactic does work. Like it's a decent bluff. We we talk about bluffs that are here on yeah. a lot. But yeah, this is this is cool because uh, this is how he finds out where Gabby might be hiding. Chappelle, Mike is actually better on the basketball court at being a lawyer than in a real court. Or in a mock trial, even. Mm -hmm. We'll see that later on. Yes. Um, yeah. Save that for but, tomorrow. Uh, save that for tomorrow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is uh, Mike's. Mike, I think Mike is a a good con artist. Like, he is a good, uh, you know, scammer. So mm -hmm. you put him in a situation where he just got to blatantly lie. He'll be all right. So I think it works out. And so this is where they find out where to find Gabby. And that's when they know that they, they find that she is going through um, the tip sheets to prove her innocence. So Mike and Harvey go to the stockbroker's office and Mike is like doing his Mike stuff. He's like noticing everybody's names on the thing. And we get all of the information about how they shred the pages at the end of the day, except when they don't. And so Mike says, all right. Or Harvey says, give me all of the trades you made in the last year. Like, we won't give that to you. Mm -mm. We're not, we're, we won't, not only will we not give that to you, but if you go back and tell my boss what I did, I'm going to beat your ass, Harvey. And I was like, no, you're not. Yeah. No, the hell you're not. Leave him alone. And Harvey was like, you can't beat my ass. I'm going to beat your ass. I was like, yeah. yeah I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah. Now, we haven't yeah. seen Harvey actually fight. Chappelle, can Harvey kick people's ass? I mean, is Gabriel mocked? I, I, I mean, is he an imposing figure? I think that anybody with that level of confidence is either imposing he or- He is very confident. Or, yeah, or, you know, trying to present themselves so that you, you maybe you back down, right? It's like make yourself big in case you're going up against a bear. Um, so it's one of the two things, but he has not backed down once. If anything, he is not- uh, afraid of a fight i'll say that much like he might and if he is he he willing to take a punch because harvey will put his face right next to yours and say swing mm -hmm. uh and a lot of times he's calling bluffs we see that that's one of his skills but also i think if you're willing to call the bluffs, you're willing to deal with the consequences i don't know i feel like he could be too good looking to be good at fighting yeah like it doesn't look like he's taking a punch yeah like, you know he's very He's very chiseled. Yeah, you you can look at me and tell Chappelle's been in some fights. Uh, <laughs> got some bruises. Uh, but uh, Harvey, yeah, Harvey's a pretty man. That's a that's a beautiful human. I don't think he's gonna let anybody ruin the moneymaker. Mm -hmm. All right. So the guy kind of backs down. Mike is like so impressed. He's like, oh my god, you were like Rocky in there with Mr. T when Rocky when it got Mr. T to back down, and then they do dueling Rocky Balboa impressions. Yeah, I have, I have, I have this in my notes, Rob. Um, you you do a good Stallone, right? I think I do like a basic Stallone. Hey, it <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a Boston hey, Stallone. Yeah, I mean, Boston Rob is a lot of uh, Stallone. <laughs> hey, Boston Stallone. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's, I mean, that's Why basically not? it. You say anything with like, hey, I, I thought that um, Harvey had a pretty good one. Mike was like, no, it sucks. Yeah, Mike is like me. He's got a little upper register going on. Um, I'm like a tenor, uh, tenor soprano, you know, so my mm -hmm. voice kind of high. Uh, but uh, but Harvey says you kind of got to get into the lower register to really pull off that Stallone. Uh, it was a 30 second just reprieve from the entire plot. You know, they just they really went down a rabbit hole on yeah. this. Uh, it was fun on this one on this reference. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, it turns out that um, also could I mention uh, Harvey is always eating hot dogs. Are you buying that? I, I think they're trying to convince us that this is Toronto, New York. You know, Toronto, New York. Uh, uh, that lawyers yeah, eat a I, lot of hot dogs. I think hot dog stands are supposed to be something that's synonymous with New York. You're you're a New Yorker. You yeah, there's a lot me. of is street like hot dogs. Uh, I just can't imagine that real life Harvey Specter is eating too many like street hot dogs. You feel like he would be more uh, health conscious, you know. But I think he's he's so like into his work that he sometimes he's just got to eat something on the go, you know, grab and go, grab and go, grab and go. And he's always hot like shoving the entire hot dog, like in his mouth. Like he eats, he's, he eats a street hot dog and he eats it like in two bites. Yeah. He's the glizzy God. <laughs> he's, yeah. That, hey, that's what's up. I look again. I think that he's always in a rush and he's always on the go. And so, you know, sometimes you gotta just, uh, throw one down his throat. Yeah. Drop your jaw. Open your throat and let it slide on down, Harvey. Well, the other thing that's going on back at the office is that, um, you know, Lewis gets tickets from Jessica to go see King Lear. Mm-hmm. So Jessica is giving Lewis some credit because Lewis is very good at, uh, was it, billables or yes. something? Um, yeah, and Harvey and, Je and Jessica were just arguing because Harvey says those are boring. I don't care about those things. That's not what I like to do. So Jessica rewards Lewis with that. And so Lewis comes in thinking, oh, this is great. I love King Lear. How'd you know? These tickets were sold out. Um, and Jessica's like, yeah, I got you. And Harvey says, well, I guess y'all are going out to dinner. Here's the place. Mm -hmm. And Jessica cannot walk it back fast enough. She's trying her best to, like, to get out of this dinner date with Lewis, but she can't. And so now her and Lewis are going to a movie and uh, a dinner. Dinner and a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's or making fun of Harvey that all of Harvey's pop culture knowledge is basically Top Gun or all of his references. Now, he knows a lot more than just Top Gun. He really does. We find out later on in the series that he's a Trekkie too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Harvey's uh, a TV nerd like uh, like uh, like us. He would he would fit in right around this. Uh, give this, this area. man a podcast. But yeah. Give this man a podcast. I, I'd listen to it. Um, but yeah, I think that um, Jessica knows like her, her and her and Harvey have a great chemistry, uh, you know, and so she knows the way to get under Harvey's skin and questioning his pop culture knowledge is one of those ways. OK, so. Ultimately, like, we're going to do some more digging. And so uh, Bert Kimball comes in and he is like, uh, I don't know. He's like one of like the uh, uh, top guys at the uh, brokerage. And he says, oh, yeah, I heard my guy was giving you a hard time. Here's all those trades that you were looking for. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. My bad. I Here you go. And Harvey's like, thanks. And I was thinking, oh, finally, somebody's really stepped up because that one jerk that threatened to, uh, to punch Harvey, I don't like him. And then Harvey turns around and looks at Mike and says, yeah, that was too easy. Too easy. This man was so nice to me. We've seen in the past, like Harvey, for him to be so charismatic, people just don't be liking Harvey like that. Harvey got like four friends. <laughs> and so um, and so Harvey, of course, susses this out and says, this is not it. This is not it. This is a bluff. Let's make things happen. So him and Mike go and investigate further. And this is when Mike, 
ends up going on uh, one of the wildest missions I've seen on the show so far. Yeah. All right. Um, so that Mike is going to head out to a bar called the Closing Bell where the stockbrokers hang out. Now, Chappelle, I think you could pull off this mission. I don't know. I have in my notes. Chappelle I, could do this. I'm good at going to bars. I am good. Could you play at, Russell Ginther, the Ginthesizer? I don't think I could be the Ginthesizer. I don't think so. Because see, my thing is, I'm a bad liar. I I am I am a bad liar. It, it gets really really bad. Um, and so for Mike to come in and say, you know, it's me. It's the Ginth. Mm -hmm. It's the big big Ginthy. You know, I, I met you last week at the bar. It's you 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 and you and we all. And they they basically just let their guard down. I was like, okay, we must have been drunk. We must have met. Yeah. Oh, if you come up to me and I don't know who you are. Or if I'm trying to pretend that I know you, I have nothing. See, I'm, I'm lost for words. I just start to flounder. I would say, like, let's let's try this the next time we're oh. at a bar together. The problem is, like, uh, I don't want to sound conceited. I feel like that at the bars that we go to together, I feel like uh, most of the people that are there know who we are. Um. Yes, but that the cool thing is that not everybody does. Not everybody so does, there are, yeah. There are some unsuspecting people that will be like, so what is this event for? What is that about? <laughs> and that's when we strike. I'm like, well, I was just here last week. I don't. Do you know who these people are? Yeah. Do you know what uh, rap is? Let's do you know? this. Let's 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 work on this uh, next time. We have several chances coming up yeah. to try it out. So i We can we can workshop this, and by the time December rolls around, I think it will be good to go. Okay. Mike gets a bunch of information. It turns out that all these guys have these different trades, and so Mike ends up uh, calling up Harvey. Harvey's like, "Don't come to my house." Mike goes to his house. He's a little drunk. He's a little drunk. Rob, you're lucky you're across the country because there is a non-zero chance I would have pulled <laughs> up by now. Uh, that is one of my moves. I am the friend that knocked on your door at 3 o'clock in the morning like, it's me. I'm sorry. I love you so much. That is that is my MO. This was the most I am. This is the most I've seen me and Mike Ross uh, to this day. <laughs> um, and Harvey, horrible person that he is. He shut the door in his friend's face. Shut he just like face. left him. Yeah, we don't know. For dead. I would have thought that Harvey was like entertaining. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. No, it looks like he just didn't want to Netflix be Netflix and chill his... for Harvey Solo. Big chill. Big yeah. chill. Big on the chill. Hopefully not Netflix and chill solo. Yeah, yeah probably. Probably. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he turns Mike away. He's like, Mike, thank you for your service. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, but the information Mike got was useful because he found out that all of these, uh, these, well, these tips led to these $9 million or whatever. Uh, except for Gabby's. Gabby's hit $10 million. That flagged the DOJ. And that's why she's the one who got investigated. Because if you look around, all of these stockbrokers that we see are all men. She is the only one that is a woman. And so the whole time I was thinking, I was like, is this sexism? Like, if they just single her out because she's a woman? Mm -hmm. No. She singled herself out because she was a woman. She wanted to be a part of the boys club. Yeah. And so she tried to excel. And that's what you know, made the flag, the red flag go off. Yeah, it turns out that the DOJ, that they, if they catch these trades that are over $10 million, that sets off an alarm. And so that's ultimately why that is. And so Harvey and Mike, they're riding around and Harvey's like, I just don't understand. Why did her lawyer get her to take this plea deal? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I hate it when people have bad lawyers. Yeah. He doesn't care about the client and he doesn't care about winning. And then it lose, clicks. Lose. Yeah. So this lawyer, Harvey suspects, was bad. You know, he's like, oh, this is the problem. The lawyer must be in on it. He He's being paid off for something like that. And now Harvey has to look at Mike and admit that he was wrong. Because this whole time Harvey's been saying that Gabby was guilty. And 
it's pretty clear that she's not. Yeah. We find out that she got the lawyer, Harvey does, uh, that it was this friend Bradley who sucks at basketball, uh, ended up recommending this guy. So Harvey goes down to the lawyer and calls him out, says, uh, Bert is paying you off. Yeah. Bert's paying you off. And uh, the the boss man, he's right there as well. Uh, Dean, he's in there like in shock because he doesn't know this yeah. is happening. He's yeah. he's completely uh like like basically just snowed by all of this. So he's like, oh, my God, Bert, if that's the truth, you're a crook. You need to be fired. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, Bert is fired. Uh, and Harvey is looking at Dean. I think it was his name. Morello. Dean Morello. Kind of like, yeah, he's like, Dean. What's up? You're supposed to know this kind of stuff. It's your job to know. It's your goddamn job to know it, Rob. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Harvey tells the story about how, like, when Dean's like, I I swear I didn't know anything about this. He's like, you know, when when, uh, I was 13, that there was a kid who was getting bullied. I went to the bully's parents, and they said they didn't know. And I was like, it's your goddamn job to know. Really? Like, 13, Harvey? It's your goddamn job. And Dean Morello's <laughs> like, like, no, damn it, Harvey, you got me. You're like, ah. mm-hmm. He's like, I let you down, Harvey. I let you down. 13-year-old Harvey was so righteous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very righteous, right? Yeah, very. Yeah. Okay. Um, ultimately, uh, we see Jessica and Lewis at dinner. And, you know, it is interesting that, like, uh, Jessica, I think, does like having... Lewis and Harvey fight over her attention. She likes this. Oh, yeah. Jessica might be toxic. Uh, Toxic workplace at at Pearson Hardman. She is gorgeous. So, yes, she's toxic by trait. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just like this is is just her. Uh, But no, no, I think that you're right. I think that um, maybe she appreciates the competition just in general because it 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 breeds, you know, success. You know, these they're since they're trying to one up each other, they're going above and beyond to be exceptional. And so she really needs to keep Lewis uh in her good graces so that she pushes he pushes Harvey and Harvey pushes him. Iron sharpens iron. But Rob, Lewis is not that uh hell bent on impressing Jessica. No, no, no. He just wants Harvey to acknowledge him as a formidable opponent. Mm-hmm. And Jessica realizes that in this moment. I thought that was more interesting than anything. It's like, oh, Lewis is fine impressing Jessica, but what really gets under his skin is that Harvey doesn't acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to see after, at the end of the episode, uh, that Harvey's excited. Jessica got him Yankee tickets uh, September 20th, but he's not going with Jessica. She wants him to go with Lewis. Yep. And Harvey can't get out of this one because Jessica said so, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much, you know. And so, yeah, now this is what Lewis really wants. We're getting, again, he wants to be Harvey, seen as Harvey's equal. He wants to go do things with Harvey because they are supposed to be on the same level. Harvey, all, all, you know, although Harvey is a senior partner now, Lewis would like to be that one day. But Lewis has constantly impressed Jessica. Um, but that's not his goal. And so he he wins the day with his uh, Yankee tickets somehow. Uh, and then elsewhere, toxic trait Rachel, of Harvey also uh, that he's a Yankee fan. Yeah, I mean, look, we could just start uh, keeping tabs of that. How many toxic traits does he have? He's a Yankees fan and a Trekkie. Uh, again, that's maybe for a later time. But uh, yeah, elsewhere, Rachel decides that she's going to uh, now start studying for the LSAT again, but she's going to push it back a little bit because you know she was guilted out of buying the test from a Mike Ross type who type who turned out to be Mike Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and that's ultimately uh, where we're, we're going to leave it. But, you know, Rachel's uh, not, not too happy with Mike by the end of this episode. No, because when she goes to tell Mike what's going on with Teresa, he says, she says, Mike, hey, I look, I heard you. I've been I thank you for helping me study. It's been fun. I'm going to take my time with this. I need to take my time with this because I want to be sure that I do this the right way and that I have time to study and I want you to help me. And that's all that's good. And Mike, who had been pushing for her to take this test in like less than a month, is like, okay, cool. That's all I want. And she's like, wait, what? So yeah, that's all. That's it. Just uh yeah, just push it back. She's mm-hmm. like, but when since when are you okay with that? He says, I mean, I'm not okay with that. I mean, if you want to push it back, push it back. But I'm just saying, like, I'm cool if you push if you're not gonna push it back, you know, go go ahead and push it back though. She said, What changed? What changed? Why are you pushing it back all of a sudden? And why were you over there by those soft pretzels? Were you trying to convince me not to you were trying to sell me the test? He's like, Well, oh, not boy. exactly. And then boom. She realizes that Mike Ross was the one who was helping people cheat on the LSAT, and now she's disgusted at him. Mm-hmm. And he, he has to hold the L. This is a big L for him because we know that his primary objective here was to impress Rachel, and he has failed. Not going great. Not great. Not yeah. great. Okay. And that is uh, Tricks of the Trade here as uh, we are, uh, I think, like halfway through uh, season one. Can you believe it? I can believe it. Look at this. We record every day. Yeah, we are halfway through season one, and I'm having a blast talking yeah. about this show with you. Uh, Rob, we do have some feedback. Yeah, we get feedback every day. Um, go to mm-hmm. uh, suitspodcast.com slash feedback uh, to uh, get some uh, feedback from, or send your feedback to us. I, I see Bill as a idea. Uh, Bill says uh, we need a soup section at the end where a uh, Danny Bryson ri- rates each episode from gazpacho to ghost pepper chili. Just a 10 <laughs> second pre-recorded clip where uh, this episode is solid, uh, much like a broccoli cheese. I think that a uh, little bit of a stretch to get from suits to soups. Soups. <laughs> soups yourself. Right? Soups yourself. Um, yeah. Wait, which bill is this? Is this my bill? Might be. Tell, tell, yeah, tell Bill I said what's up. But yeah, uh, you have to talk to Danny. This is a thing. This is a thing that you could have to reach out and see if you can make this happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Danny's going to be interested. Yeah. A lot of folks are writing to us about the Manila folder. Uh, Michael G uh, sent in some feedback to say the best character on Suits is the Manila folder. Every pivotal scene involves one. MVP of the series. Uh yeah, Manila folder. I like when the folders are randomly another color because it seems like it's a little bit more important. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, the blue folder. What is what's in there? Um, and that poor Manila folder is just getting the business. It's getting slapped down on tables and thrown at people and all kinds of stuff. And it's, so maybe we count a Manila folder count. I don't know. I think at the end of the season, we're really gonna have to like sit down with our Google Doc that we haven't made and determine all the things that we're tracking and really get into some of the data because we're getting behind the uh the the curve on this one. We have so much that we should be tracking i don't think we're tracking any of it where are our associates rob where where are they all right well let's see you you put out the call melissa also uh wrote in to say we need to keep track of every time someone is handed a folder and everything is magically fixed or figured out loving your reviews of suits thanks yes melissa you're you're not wrong Listen, if you're out there and you want to start counting folders, you can. Mm-hmm. And you can just catch us up, especially if this is your – look, if you are a completionist and you like this kind of thing, let us know because we are bad at that. Mm-hmm. But we Or 
or just keep giving us things that to track that we don't track. Maybe that's the running bit. We just talk about things that we're going to track and we never actually track them. We just need associates to help us uh, with uh, keeping track of the things that come up. Anyway, so if you would like to also uh, give us your feedback, go to suitspodcast.com slash feedback. If, if you want to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your podcatcher of choice, uh, you can do so very easily over at suitspodcast.com. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Rob, who gets the Liddy? Oh, the Liddy. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, who gets the Liddy? Yeah, I think it's Mike. Important. Right? I mean, let's he, you say that, that he fumbled the bag. L at the end? Well, what, I mean, that's what, a big what, what, who, who do you want to give it to? It can't be Mike. The The Rachel L was a, that was an unforced error. He did not have to make that mistake. Um, yeah, I can't give him that one. Harvey was wrong the entire episode, but he yeah. did help. Lewis? Is it Lewis? I mean, kind of. I like, think it's. Yeah, it's Lewis. Lewis gets his uh, first I think, Liddy. I I have to give it to him. He wasn't he wasn't so much of a mega hater in this episode. He wasn't a mega hater. I mean, Jessica sort of like won him over, and mm-hmm. um, I mean, it might be Yankee a sneaky. Tickets? Yeah, it might be a sneaky Jessica uh, Liddy, but give it to Lewis. He's not going to get the Liddy too many times, I don't think. No, not with not not on my watch, Rob. <laughs> I'm going to make sure we hold Lewis accountable. All right, so there you go. Congratulations to Lewis. All right, uh, Chappelle. We will be back tomorrow with episode seven of season one of Suits. So looking forward to that. Where could people keep up with you? Uh, tweet us at SuitsPod and follow me on Twitter at SuitsPod and at Chappelle's underscore show. And we will try to get your feedback read and we will keep you posted on all our episodes when they drop. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Suit yourself. <laughs> <laughs>